we got to come up with some kind of opening theme. Some, some kind of cold open thing, yeah. I don't know what's the difference between <laughs> a cold open and a hot open, though. A hot open, I guess, would be like if there was like a song that went like, it's not a podcast. <laughs> As the smoke and smog is coming down from the wildfires of Canada into our Midwestern cities. Right, yeah. Then we, then we learned we have no no choice but to take to the skies and join a paramilitary group. And some, some people are going to stay down here because their souls are bound by gravity. <laughs> right, so welcome uh, again for another pleasant evening uh, with the... Uh, for our show, which is called Mo, what was it? Mobile Suit Double Zeta Book Club. Part two. Uh, part two. Part two. Yeah, we're we're not just podcasters. We're we're doing really important stuff. I'm actually trying to to. I'm hoping to rescue my sister this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to save the planet. When, Craig, I know Craig is willing to sell us out to whoever. Yeah, f- dang, <laughs> fuck you, Craig, you. Third <laughs> generation sellout. So where where did we leave off last time? Do do you recall? I think it was a pre- I think we our conversation ended last time pretty much at the um at the return to Earth. Not return, I guess like a, none of those are Earth people. At the landing of Earth of the uh, Argama crew, so like I don't, I think we watched it, but we didn't really discuss the the episode, or did we? The episode with the um, with that kind of uh, mercenary sort of army of like raw recruits. Oh yeah, of of the civilians getting yeah things. I don't recall chatting about that too much. I guess we could pick up right there for the listeners just to kind of recap even if we did yeah although i am a little rusty on exactly the details i can like like um but it was something like it's it's uh it followed this pattern of that we'll see while they're in the desert as they encounter different towns on their on their way up to dakar uh where they'll they'll go to a town where individuals like get access to mobile suits and try to win some kind of some kind of glory or make some make sense of their own place in the the politics of the world there yeah uh, <laughs> that's not too 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 vague no i, I mean it, it kind of sums up the africa arc pretty nicely and and what so many different parties were dealing with and encountering i really appreciated that it was something that i think there wasn't a lot of room for in zeta even though, like, I remember we when we were talking about um, Zeta, I think it, back in our first Zeta episode, because they had the they had the introduction of Anaheim Electronics, and there was that one that one detour on the moon that, like, we were saying, like, how excited we were to see, like, what the um, political economy was in in the world of Gundam. Like, oh, so they they okay, so they have their they have these uh contracts with Anaheim Electronics. Like this is how they get access to parts and technology and restocking. Um but we didn't 
we didn't ever or we rarely ever like zoomed in again on what it was like whereas zeta like right for double zeta i mean like right from the jump like it starts with these kids in shangri-la and because of like the episodic nature of it where like they stop at a place and like they say like what's the situation here at moon moon and you know when they get down to the to the desert it's like these like individual stops where you see how the civilians are taking in the war. I think in in 79, you have the refugee camp where Amaro's mother is and uh, that spy in Odessa, which I thought like were like real standouts in, in that in that telling. But here we get to really zoom in and see like what it's like to sort of be caught in the middle of things. As, as a lo- locality or a, as a native trying to deal with these... Or globalized, not globalized. Inter, what do you call that? What's past globalized? Uh. Interglobalized? That's not two globes. No, it's, it's, uh, what would it be, like, post-globalized, uh, politics? Yeah, let's go with that. Like, we have the, what's cool is, since it hasn't happened yet, I'm sure there's a lot of writing. I love, I, <laughs> I love the idea that there's, like, um, people with like PhDs in international relations who whose like specialty is the potential for whatever is out outside of the scope with the scope of a planet but we can call it whatever we want now yeah that's true like until until it happens I know that there's some scientists out there whatever you call it some scholar out there who's like in case of interplanetary conflict break glass here's all these vocabulary words I've been working really hard on yeah, well, no one, no one reads it. Stuck in university somewhere. <laughs> no one reads it. Some TikTok meme like it comes up with the word that everyone ends up using first. Yeah, and that's how you get GIF versus JIF. Psyop, <laughs> that was a manufactured argument. Everyone was calling it GIF, and then someone went back in the past that actually when they came up with it, it was JIF, and... Like, in deference to the creators, a lot of people went on board, and some people were like, nah, I don't. I like it how it was. Yeah, I like it how how we always said it. What do you... where do What do you say naturally, like, if you don't think about it? Oh, GIF. For sure. GIF? I, I broke my brain. I, I, I hacked myself into GIF, because I was... I was young. I was foolish. I didn't know what I was thinking. <laughs> they told me GIF. I... <laughs> I picked the side. Picked the wrong side. No, I can't. I can't. I said these, these fools. Their, their souls are weighed down by Earth's gravity. <laughs> there's, that, there's, a, there's a third argument. The guy's like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna call it Jife to be a smartass. Oh, that's how English could possibly make a sound. So I'm, I'm make it sound like that. Yeah, that was um. Uh, I want to force things back in the gun. That was Glemmy Toto take, uh, being, being like, actually, I'm the real, I want to be the real player in this. Yeah, what a character, Glemmy. <laughs> so he he inserted himself very well in the uh, localized politics that. Yeah, um, the, the, the when they like go around Mali and Burkina Faso, the Tegua would. Yeah, with their with their blue zakus and oh, I got it right. It was was it Tegua? No, that's something else. 
Oh yeah, with the, the blues, yeah. Fighting for fighting for free Africa. Yeah, that's so. Uh, yeah, that was that was really cool because you see, like, it's really tragic because it seems like it's a it's a cause. Like, I I love that um like the Pan Africanist cause, especially like this is like eighty seven, right? So I think like the so it's not long after uh like Burkina Faso became became a state on the upper volta whatever that was called before oh it's, it's raining here hope that doesn't mess up though about that exact context from 87 unfortunately oh yeah that's how I'm, <laughs> probably best we don't dwell on it too much yeah it's like in that area when they're doing the uh when they're doing that thing with the blue with the blue uh zaku or were they galgugs i thought it was zaku's they might have been I honestly like I couldn't let me look at a Gelgoog and look at a Zaku. <laughs> they look kinda similar to me. I'm gonna cut that out. I'm gonna cut that out. I can't I can't lose my Gundam card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the Zaku have like those spikes on the side. Oh, I mean you can tell they're both I guess they are goofs, maybe. Like the only ones that I can really tell apart what are they called? The Zagox? The Zgox? They make a return uh, later in the um, in the Hong Kong themed colony with that pervert in charge. Oh yeah, that was interesting. Like I love the design of things. It was a fun detour. Not sure it was super necessary. It was it was a fun ride at least. Yeah, and I loved seeing like all of those like outdated mobile suits like posed in those different ways. Yeah, and Judo gets on the on the mobile suits that that Zeon used uh, on their, like, when they went to invade Jaburo in, in the original series. They had, like, those, like, uh, those claw hands. Yeah. They're, they're well designed. Uh, sorry to jump <laughs> jump around, but, like, another bit of, like, oh, mobile suit design. Like, I love that moment. This is jumping out way later. We can go back to um, the Africa stuff. Um, I loved when the Psycho Gundam, like, when El Peo... When play like um like hacked into Plateau's Psycho Gundam and made you know and blew it and blew up blew it up and then you see like all the machinery. It was wild. It was oh, that looked, so. That was good for like a metal album cover. That was that. Was, <laughs> the entire arc was amazing too, though. I yeah. The way they covered Camille too, and his reappearance, and that mm-hmm. was amazing stuff. Well, let's 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 skip there. Let's settle there oh. for a second. <laughs> what did, what did, what was your opinion <laughs> of Camille's comeback? I liked seeing him again, and it was really sweet seeing Fa like Fa's comeback. Actually, um, she really stepped up from last time we saw her. She was like really taking taking charge. I could see like like Camille was in good hands with her, and when she like uh, rescued Judao and and Bright from from the burning building, like r- ramming the truck into the castle. She's better up without that crew for sure. Yeah, and she's but she's still like finding herself like she's finding like what the best way to get involved is like. But anyways, yeah, I liked seeing. Camille and I really liked seeing Camille and Fa together. 
Yeah, and the Camille, like, I, I appreciated his, the way he found the presence, like, the way he guided Judao, not just, like, in fighting, but also, like, in, like, like in, a, in, a, in emotional maturity. It was, it was a crazy just position, seeing him act with his voice so power, powerfully, but his, his body was still so, so frail and broken. <clears throat> like, his state was so interesting, where he was so, so sensitive. yeah. Uh, like it was interesting like, that Fa took him away to, to uh, was it Edinburgh or whatever to the Scotland. It was Edinburgh, yeah. Uh, right, because she was afraid of the colon of 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 him witnessing the colony drop of like him being overwhelmed emotionally by what would happen, and you, you get a taste of that with. And like I guess like Camille is like has developed so much as a new type that he's still like even, even at that distance he's like, I mean it's a huge thing of course. He, he was he was psychically impacted so hard by that. Like yeah, it was interesting that like that happens and like the like the episode where he's responding to the last I think it's like the last shot of him sitting by the beach looking out like he runs away and then he's like sitting there it's like what a haunting shot. This. It was a powerful, powerful scene. And then it's cool that, and like that's sort of like that's cool. Like like Camille's spirit wasn't broken. Like Baptimus didn't take his soul because, like, it impacts him. And the next episode, he's psychically helping Judao fight. Give him directions. Go go to the the left real quick. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're like very involved. Yeah, it's like doing like some like Professor X moves. Yeah. Yeah. I will say. I loved, like, 99% of the execution of of that. But I will say, like, one thing did hit me weird. I was like, once the colony drops, it kind of just, like, drops down, and that's it. Like, I, I was expecting, like, some kind of flash or, like, a shockwave or something. I thought there was a brief flash, and they, they got, like, absorbed, like, into the blast zone. Wasn't there, like... Uh, yeah, a really weird sense of physics going on. It was really weird it, how it stood. It just stood mm-hmm. there for so long. Like apparently, like it could have gone worse. They say like apparently when the uh, when the colony drop happened, the one that is in the in the background of the original series. Um, I looked it up later when we talked about it. Uh, apparently, it landed on Australia. Apparently, like that one was like worse because like, like it. The, the colony, like, exploded or something. This, this one didn't. And this one, yeah. So, like, somehow... <laughs> um, I guess in a way, it's more, it's more uh, haunting for it not to blow up right away. So you, you, you see this structure that ends up destroying this old Earth city. It's just... It's yeah. Lingers. Like, breaking Dublin. There's no Dublin yeah, anymore. It just, it just lingers there for, for a while for you to absorb what had happened. I wonder, I mean, I guess, like, we'll we'll get Char's counterattack. I'm not sure how much Earth is involved. Will that colony just be, like, sticking out there in future Universal Century Gundam projects? I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting if it did. It's just, like, a, a artifact of this old war. It'd, it'd be a choice, too. I mean, it'd be consistent with Tomino's anti-war message. It's kind of like how there's that one colony... In Zeta Gundam, that got uh, the the gas attack, 
And it's just sitting there as a desert. Yeah. It was another crazy scene. And they get to do that thing where where Tar takes Emma Sheen there. She'll be like, look at, you know, like the horrors of war. Like, look at what the... Look what the Titans do to us space noids. When yeah, Gundam can, like, hit sometimes. It's cra- yeah. It's crazy that that's the same Neozeon that would support something like a pan-African uh, freedom movement. Right. But we see how, like, the support is, you know, superficial. It feels like anything to take down the Earth Federation, they will do. Yeah, I guess like they have like no real regard for Earth. Like I don't, I don't know why they keep invading Earth. But uh, it says they have no regard for Earth. Like okay, so whoever they want to fight down there for whatever, then we'll, whatever will help us. Yeah, get our goals across. Um, but like it was clear, like they were just like using them, right? And, like that one guy started like fighting back yeah like th- this is no way to actually win back the city if it's completely destroyed there's no people there anymore mm-hmm. god that's like so rough like yeah just like raise this whole town in the middle of the desert and it's an interesting thing oh i guess like we'll just like touch on touch on it i think the hold on i got actually i've got the burkina faso wikipedia Looking at their Tuareg, that's what they call them. Uh. So they're like uh, they go they they go from from all the, from Libya all the way down to Algeria, Niger, Mali, and Burkina Faso. Yeah, but uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about Niger. Like it's it's not a history I'm super well versed in. But like Mali and Burkina Faso and Algeria are famously French. Uh, you know, former former French colonies, and what they call the white people is Franks. That 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 works. Yeah, that, that's an interesting choice of anything they could call the the white occupiers is Franks. Yeah, I don't have like much more to say. There's <laughs> really much to add. I don't really know. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, Cold War African politics that well. The only other thing I know is that back then, third third world meant any, like, political interest or ideology. Right, so, uh, separated from uh, the United States or... Yes. Or Russia. Which is, like, uh, that applies... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because, like, because uh, there's an Earth Federation versus Xeon. It's, it's super neat that there's other interests being introduced here. Yeah, and it's natural for that to happen. Like it feels like a like a very like a very natural sort of uh deepening of like what you would see in the in the Gundam world. And it's a it's a perfect like uh like the way that the that the temperature heats up in in Gundam where it's like a like Zeta Zeta, the double Zeta, like how it's like super how it's like uh funnier, lighter, campier at first and then like Guess the darkest it's it's ever been. It really picks up. It was it was worth it for that campy, uh, funny beginning, which I I didn't even have an issue with. Personally, not at all. I liked it. Yeah, if you go back to that first uh, to our first record, I think we were both very positive about that first half. Yeah, I, I was I was I don't know I was impressed with it. Um, I was looking at the uh, at some of those at some of those uh, materials like some of those interviews. And 
like apparently like, even then when it came out uh tomino like said like he wanted to make it a different thing appeal to like a broader demographic and he kept getting letters that were saying how they were disappointed that they wanted something more serious like zeta and he's like and so like they actually changed course in the middle but then when he killed reyna that's when they went like oh that's you went too far tomino what yeah, so then no, they brought him back. Hold on, let me just find this quote. I'm I'm surprised he's so responsive to like fan letters to <laughs> change the course of the series. It... Yeah, well, it wasn't just really? fans; it was also his staff. Um, yeah, a screenwriter on the show. He says that uh, yeah, on Double Zeta, Judo's sister dies in the director's original plot. I timidly said, "That's going too far. Please do something about it." Somewhat unhappily, director Tomino replied, I understand, and he made a revision to the liner notes. When he did that, he wrote in big letters. And then, thanks to the staff, Lena comes back to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was surprised to see her still alive. Yeah, her coming back was... Uh... <laughs> but they did, a, they did a neat trick where when you see her again... You see her chaperoned by by Sela. I I did I did really like Sela coming back. That was that was a good touch. That was a nice bit of uh, sugar to make that go down. Like oh shit! It actually made made it worth it during like the mm. ending for me. But I mean, we, we yeah could, we could touch on that more later. Oh yeah yeah we can go in because uh, like yeah because like her her thing is gonna be like. Uh, I mean, it's it's the perfect way to do uh, foreshadowing for for what Char's turn is going to be for for the counterattack, uh, which we'll we'll, we'll get to. Yeah, I'm gonna say one more thing about this. I mean, we just keep going. I just want to like to go back to the desert thing. I'll just say like this random thing when they get to the desert. I hate a strong word, but you know, you know, let's be, let's have fun. I, I hate uh, everyone's costume designs. Really? Once they get to to Earth, like Elle's shirt is weird. The two straps on the one side and the random holes. I don't. I guess Judo's got a fun little shirt. Beecha's got like this. He's wearing like this, like oversized blazer like he's a like a he's like a new romantic <laughs> like he's a singer in an 80s synth pop band <laughs> i i guess i don't have too many complaints about Plez's outfit it makes sense it's like the desert it's like she can be fun i i prefer her overalls with the little heart buttons her uh rose her Ruse? constant need to want to bathe or shower was absolutely bizarre <laughs> that's my one comment on it that was funny <laughs> I I understand though you you know if you feel sticky that's the worst. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful for sure. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually I kind of related to her, and it was funny when she used up the last of their water. <laughs> she just dumped it. Yeah, that was that was that was funny. Uh, it's like the last bit of levity. I think like I'm sure you know it actually it, after they go back to space, it gets lighter again. No pun intended, but uh, that bit when they like are at the ocean, they've never seen the ocean before, and they're like bathing and having fun. That was like the last like happy moment they have. 
until like the ending, I guess. Ah. Uh, oh, you know yeah. No. After after that, they're just going through shit consistently, for sure. They they really they really do come into their their own. Like I I am so impressed with um. Beecha pulling through after Ed Brad for so long. Yeah, in the end, he he, he like finally starts to get it, and it's <laughs> right. Yeah, that last that last time that he was like got jealous and hijacked the double Zeta. That was like I know it's just a hobby to hijack. To to take the the mobile suits without permission, I there's probably like a quote like the Argoma has like a thing that's like this many days and someone took a mobile suit and ran away without telling anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that one felt like one too many. Like come on, you're in the desert. Like don't, like don't. <laughs> Argoma was almost destroyed. Like yeah, don't push. This yeah. is not the moment for. <laughs> I like the when they're in space and and uh, Mondo. Who I didn't get to that. What is Mondo's outfit when they're in the when they're on Earth? Do you remember it? Let me send you a I picture. Don't even remember? Oh yeah, I, I like the little bow tie overalls though. <laughs> oh, it's cute. I don't know why he needs to look like. I don't know, like Adam, like uh, like. Somewhere between a magician's apprentice and nineteen sixties Robin. I see this this, is, this looks like remnants of like seventy nine Gundam. I suppose like I, I guess. Do we get a lot of um civilian clothing in seventy nine Gundam? Uh, I know we were spoiled in, in Zeta. Yeah. I don't think we get a ton I don't think we get a ton of civilian fashion. Oh, no, that's not true. They, they all kind of have their own outfits. Yeah, but then when they get to the... I mean, it makes sense that they would go to some... That they would dress differently in the desert. I I, just, I don't I don't like a lot of them. I'm just going to uh, put my flag down. Rue looks weird in her leotard. I didn't mind it either. I mean, for the most part, they were constantly covered up by desert uh, protective gear. Yeah, yeah. Until, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't egregious. It ruined the. <laughs> I, I I see. I see your issue with it. I see your issue with it, though. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite. I like all their outfits before. It is a stinker amongst what was really, really crazy animation before. Oh yeah, no, the animation does not let up on this. They did pick up that that way. Just the, the shadows and the line work and and their facial expressions. Right, and yeah, I think they're like. Yeah, every like conversation is. They do some cool stuff where they sometimes are, like uh like there's like there's a scene I remember there was like three people in a shot like two in the foreground one in the background, and they're all moving and speaking simultaneously, and I don't know usually you'd have like someone kind of like be still you know in one frame and then cut to someone else in one frame but like like they're all and they're all like existing in the space moving around like leaning on on things like you using their weight it's. It feels really good, and the the fight choreography. Chef's kiss. Yeah, like I talked before, I really liked it in uh, in the first half of Double Zeta, on the uh, the attempted uh, Reina rescue mission, where you know when Judo 
uh, meets uh, Haman for the first yeah. time. Like, Rue's, and then uh, Rue and L go to save him. And L goes inside, and Rue's, like, fighting off a bunch of, like, Xeon guys. And I, I, I talked, I, I talked about specifically that scene before. I'm not gonna like go, go into it before, but it was, it was such a cool, like, like a combination of animation, choreography, and like writing. Like, first this person comes in, she dodges. She was like, it's like they thought it through. And so like when Ruth says like, oh man, I'm killing it. I'm doing so good right now at Mobile Suit. Like you, you saw it happen, so it it, it works. It's full circle. I just wanted to call it another animation moment. It, not an animation, I guess a choreography moment. Just for an example of how they do, how they really give you, um, they really show you someone being a good mobile suit pilot. Or like they really give you like a, a fight. There was a scene sometime in the desert. I forgot who it is that Judah was fighting, but like he gets like flipped over. I think they like, flipped over someone else like another mobile suit's shoulder and he like lands on the ground and flips over like goes into like a kind of prone like position and shoots yeah i don't know if i just described it very well oh you did (coughs) what was that was that the i don't know if i was that was like rommel's ambush part of rommel or if it was against the um the 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 disgraced leader of the uh of that tw- of the blue goof of the blue i'm pretty sure it was that tribe leader they did a good job of like making him feel formidable they did like, everyone had like proper weight it was what a good show i really liked double zeta rommel's ambush what what a naming for <laughs> an arc it's crazy that there's still like remnants of old zeon at this point too oh yeah like old guard there just left behind with a very says, heavy with a very heavy world war ii reference too yeah yeah and they say it's defeated just because you know like the war changes and he's like i prepared like he did he had like a bunch of mobile suits in like in position following the plan nearly perfectly like there's like one guy who got like scared and maybe like gave some some hint i don't remember kind of gave away the position of things but he was yeah, but they still managed to catch uh Judao uh by surprise by himself before he could get uh back up. Super outnumbered, and still they got all destroyed. I know it's like you know, it's also T V show logic, you know, it's just he's just that good. It's more to make him look good. But he has a moment like, No, I planned, this was perfect this was a perfect plan. There's such and a technology was, difference too, like yeah. Good grief. Sometimes the best tactic is to just walk away from it. Yeah. I, I've i been listening to to a podcast about... It's called The Age of Napoleon. I highly recommend it. Really good. It talks about how part of why Napoleon was able to be such a successful general wasn't just his, his strategy, which, of course, was, you know, Napoleon. Um, but it was also that he had the most modern army in Europe in the most modern like political organization so like a lot of armies moved slower moved slower at the time because it was a uh, you know it was a combination of like nobility for the most part nobility like at the at the higher ranks and you like in like conscripts France had more of a volunteer army and so 
they didn't have to worry about desertion as much. Uh, so they would move a lot faster. And they also had like more standardized, lighter um, artillery and stuff. But yeah, but they, they, they had uh, a, a lot more people that were like, had spirit to fight. So they would march twice as fast. That's what a, a consequence of r- ruling with populism. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those people are like, God, we got to defend the revolution. It's good for all of us. I got, and it's on us to protect uh, France. So yeah, so Napoleon was able to do this stuff where, like, uh, under the old style of war, where like uh, uh, fortification mattered more, and where or or like just expecting like a slower uh, a slower rate, like a slower speed of fighting. This would happen a lot in Napoleon's earlier campaigns where. Someone would like he would be like uh, when he's fighting Austria in Italy. Like they have a m- bigger army than Napoleon's it- Italian army, and but they would what Austria would do is they would split up their army to try to like get him in a pincer, right? But because but Napoleon, you know, he has good communication and he's able to move his army quicker. When he splits up the army, when Austria splits up their army, each half is smaller than Napoleon's army overall. So they can't they can't effectively pincer if they're able to respond quick enough. Yeah, because they would be able to get each isolated part of the Austrian army. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry, that's like I just realized like the connection is and Judah was really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll listen to that podcast for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really good. What's it called again? Uh, Age of Napoleon. Age of Napoleon. Okay. I do like history. I, I, I'm a bit of a history nerd like that. Oh, no. <laughs> I've noticed. My favorite one is that apparently Napoleon had come up with the term Latin America. So I like Really? To, yes. So I like to argue with people of, oh, well, why, why can't French be considered a, a Latin American language? If Latin America was uh, was Napoleon's uh, coinage. Yeah. Well, there's French in Haiti and in, uh, what is it, in Suriname? Yeah. French Guiana. Yeah. I just have I, I have a map uh, open right now too, since we were talking about like different African countries in Dakar. I was trying to make sense of where they were moving. Oh right. Yeah, where is Dakar? That's a good that's a good question. Senegal. Oh. I like the very tip of it there. Don't they speak French there too? Uh with a name like Senegal, I'm going to assume so. <laughs> That's all I'm basing it off of. I'm sorry, listeners, if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'll edit it out if you're wrong. No, they, 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 yeah, it's French also. Then they go straight from... This is interesting about, I guess, like... But they just talk about, like, making a push, like, from there to Ireland. It's all the... Yeah. It took them, like, multiple episodes to get to the Sahara, and then... I guess it's easier to fly over <laughs> coast than it is over desert yeah and it was also i guess they were also trying to like be more discreet as they were doing their approach it was kind of a it was like a stealthier gamble right it was it was things get dark they get to dakar to go back to uh man we're gonna have to like run through it we're we're uh we're spending way too much time in this <laughs> desert. <laughs> yeah, we are a little bit. I mean, there's stuff there. Uh, then, then it moves on. It just becomes like the larger conflict, and it becomes less. Uh, we got to talk about when they get to when they get to Dakar. 
and there's Lena has a good moment where she's just noticing how fake everyone is. There's people from the Earth Federation, right? Like at the party there. And they're they're just saving face. So are <laughs> well you you don't want Lee Hammond's wrath at ya. Mm-mm. You don't want to make her mad. No, she <laughs> She's intimidating. She's scary. What a character though. But like she's scary. Like, she's like a uh But you know mm? as scary as as scary as she gets. It, it was at the car that she started running away in terror at at a judo. Right, a brand new new type trick uh develops. Yeah, when it gets shot. It's it just it's also like interesting whenever Gundam like the whenever the the drama of a Gundam episode revolves around a gun instead of a, a mobile suit. Yeah, it it is. Like, sometimes things just go down to that level. Like, you see it sometimes in Zeta, I think. You saw it. Um, but yeah. You saw it in the OG series, too. Right. When Amuro shoots that soldier at the. At a, that, like, refugee camp. At, at the refugee camp. And then during his final face down with a uh, char. Get yeah. a bit of a shootout moment. Also, a sword fight. I think there were swords involved with that one. Oh, oh yeah. I do, I do enjoy the outside of mobile suits moment. Like I, I love mm-hmm. seeing Judo consistently sneak into these uh, enemy yeah. mansions and camps and just yeah, I appreciate actually. Like every time, like sometimes it's it's like why would this be the best way? But it helps for for drama. You get to see the you get to see the like it's more it's a more vulnerable position for the hero and it's like more more daring things but judo's he like that scene where i think he's fighting Ilya. i could be wrong where he does this gamble where he like splits up the 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 double zeta gundam hides behind a meteor uses just the middle and they catch the middle part and then he gets out and just in his normal suit and he tricks her into opening up the hatch. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. There's there's some there's some uh, uses for it being modular modular like that. I thought it was kind of absurd at first, but <laughs> it makes it work. It worked out. Yeah, it's cool. Like I liked in uh, in the first half too. Whenever he was on the petite mobile suit, like I just like seeing that thing move. I like the way they animate it moving around. But it's like another thing that. It's cool to see like that David versus Goliath angle or just sort of um you know, just like them using their wits to to get through a situation. It's fun. It makes it makes the ride more fun for sure. Uh I don't have I don't have where to connect it, I think I missed it, but if they ever do a, a Gundam show, I think they're capable of uh of doing normal suit Gundam. Normal suit Gundam <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The, the most is like, oh, well, I can breathe out here. That's crazy. Time to wreck some shit. So I guess the last thing that happens in Africa is that we are presented to believe that Lena, Lena gets killed. That's right. And that was crazy because like when when Haman like shoots Lena by accident, and 
Judal unleashes his his stand powers. Stand powers, when, when his... yes. <laughs> the first the first time anime fans ever get to see stands is not in <laughs> JoJo, but it's in Devil Zeta. Yeah, next time I'll I'll say next time anything happens, I'll I'll say is that a mobile suit Gundam <laughs> reference? <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah, it'll be cool. I and mean, who knows what they're gonna pull off with the with the new type now? Like things are like, I'm more I'm more and more on board with just anything 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 happening. Yeah, it's it's a ride. Uh, I know it's probably like an expression of his pressure, or like the intensity of his psychic will. His will to survive. Cool. <laughs> to fuck up whoever hurts his sister. Against buff cats. <laughs> Who would win, Judao's a new type phantom or a really really buff cat? <laughs> Can cats be new types? Yes. Judo better run. I don't know. Cats are already new. T- yeah, cats are new type, but in the Patimus Skoroko way. <laughs> if they get like they can get a person to do exactly what they want. God, that's true, isn't it? Just, just ever being seen. Yeah. I've been at my girlfriend's house and R.I.P. to uh, my girlfriend's old cat, oh. Mojo. I'm laying down. He's sitting on my chest, purring. My girlfriend's in the other room. She's like, hey, can you come help me real quick? I have to, I have to think about it. Did you say no? I got C.O.L. C.O.L. cat on. Yep, that's, that's our excuse around here, too. I mean, how could how could you not? It's it's like when Martha went to the to the to the ship. And then they're trying to ask her what the layout of it is, and she just can't. She just gets visions of Patrick. It's like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. No, I've got him on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's that's canon. Cats are new type. It makes sense. It makes sense. Oh yeah. So so Dakar that happens. This is like the beginning of the sad times. Yeah, I feel bad for for LP Play who. Oh, so I found this in the in the document. Oh, I'll I'll later. Just I saw like something about the origins of her name. Oh. According to this, you know, to this uh thing I found on the internet, uh, Tomino was looking at a book of fairies or something, and there was like an illustration that was captioned something like the L people, the E L people. So he just like took that. What is that? I don't know. I tried googling the L people. I couldn't find much. So, so who who knows? Sounds like the C peoples of the Bronze Age collapse. <laughs> right, but these are these are equally mysterious, but not as ma- but but more more magical, perhaps. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Who's to say the C people weren't magical? I don't. We don't know. We don't know enough. Were they Mycenaeans or Minoans or or just randos? But the L people, I don't know. I, I, I can't, if I look up L people, I don't get C people. I think were remnants yeah. of Ilium. Yeah, I guess you could go by C because, like, the what the C people were they? They invaded Egypt first. Uh, that was my in Greece first. Is that when you get like uh, written? Then, then the Hittites get impacted, and then Egypt is impacted. Mind you, that's just based on records that archaeologists have found and just because we can't find anything doesn't justifiably call it a dark age right it's dark it isn't like it's dark to us like we can't see 
I, I think that's an important preface that I, nice. I don't think is expressed enough. <laughs> wow, we're really derailing. Yeah, we'll see if uh, we'll see if we if this comes back. If this, <laughs> we'll see if this comes back later in the conversation. I, I think I think a few peoples will will come back in in a Gundam uh, series. At this one, right? The moon, the moon, moon people came back. So we're talking about play. Yeah, play had a rough dream oh. to car, didn't she? And, and that whole Lena dynamic. Yeah, it sucks that like when she like she comes around to because she's still kind of like in this weird like cyber new type space where she's like so like hyper fixated on on Judah's well being, and she doesn't understand what his bond with Lena means and she gets she's also like um insecure about what that means for Judah's relationship with her. She lashes out at Reina and then like she comes around, starts taking care of her, goes out to do a nice thing, and then a mobile suit falls on top of Lena. It's messed up. I forgot what she said to to piss off Judah. But there's a weirdly we're talking about like good animation. There's a weird animation moment where when when Judah like bonks around the head. Yeah. It's like like palm to forehead, like it's like weirdly slow. I wonder I bet that came from like the direction being like he's not like trying to hurt her, but it affects her greatly. It, has, it was more of an emotional shock than a physical one it was emotionally very hurtful though yeah they didn't want it to look like like a classic camille slap on someone no or you know judo actually gets some he gets some beat downs in it was a cheerworthy moment later when they go to when they go to dublin and it's bleak in a different like more political way instead of personally tragic when he finds that the Earth Federation's willing to sell out um, side three and... Just for peace. Yeah. Right, like a weird kind of greed. Like, they don't care. They and Later, even, we find out they're even, like, anything to get the population down anyways. God, that was nuts. Yeah. So, but it was nice that Judal, he gets that, he gets that punch in on these people. Like, I love that he doesn't ever take shit. No, I think it's because of that that Camille is still the most uh, beat beat a pilot thus far. I, th- I think Camille still has has those numbers. Yeah, Camille's just too. He's. I mean, he was in a in a rough situation. He didn't have like the backup of all his friends. No, that's true. What friends? He really hoped Martha would be friends with him. He really tried to get Martha back on his side. He did, didn't he? Who who's left that he knew, right? It was just like Fa Bright, Fa Bright, Char and... for now. <laughs> Char Char's uh, mobile suit blew up, so he probably thought he was dead. This that was kind of a weird uh, thing about the writing here, um, right? The the mention of Char's name as though he is still still alive. Like, like yeah, now I come in. I got the document. I did I did some slight research. I did a Google search. For <laughs> for this stuff, uh, apparently, uh, part of the original plan was for Char to become involved in the plot of Double Zeta, and it was him being a soldier for Haman, right? Yeah, like the plan was he was gonna be a soldier for Haman and then do one of his classic betrayals. 
probably. <laughs> I. I wish. Yeah, maybe it's just like a variety, but it's also funny if we just keep seeing this happen. Like. Um. So okay, at first watching this, I thought the lack of charge as, as a character presence was damaging. But then in the end, I thought, oh, no, this really gave space for Judo and, and friends to kind of grow on their own as, as a throne characters. Yeah, yeah, and I really got attached to them. Like, I'm glad this ended up being, like, overall, like, even though it had those, like, heavy moments, it was overall a lighter show. It was nice that they got that happy ending. Yeah. You saying the possibility of Char doing another betrayal move for, like, <laughs> the, the nth time... That, that would have been a sight to see. It would have been really interesting to see that, because as we know, Char has never betrayed anyone in his life. <laughs> and then, like, I like I would have loved, like, Haman is such a character that her being the one getting betrayed. Oh, I bet a lot of, like, that plot stuff, I bet a lot of that got recycled for with Lemmy. Yeah, oh. I think about a similar character design. Similar character design. The, the motivations felt kind of similar to... Yeah, and it's like an interesting way how that... Did. There must have been like something that evolved as they went. Because Char is in the... I guess Amaro's in the first opening as well, so... Was there plans for Amaro to come back? Maybe maybe that got cut out. But they were doing like something with the those that evolution of those protagonists. That mo- We weren't expecting that monkey to be a character either, so... So maybe that one That's is... fair. That'd be kind of cool if they, if they did like some, some flashback... <laughs> They go to an even older colony. Or, or like during a new type scene, they, they, they could do like a... Oh, yeah. Like a tree of life, like a sort of uh, everything that leads to now. That seems like right up Tomino's alley. I could, I, I could see him doing something like that. Fighting for everyone's will. I, I could have... We'll celebrate. We'll have... Uh, the, the soon, as soon as we hit a, mo- a Mobile Suit Gundam property that includes a, a monkey... If we get caveman, that's a million points. But oh, as soon as we get to a monkey, that'll that'll we'll cheer. We'll we'll celebrate that. We'll take shots about it. <laughs> we'll have a counter going. Three, three shows, no monkey yet. It took it took them long enough to actually have a colony drop in within the context of the series, and not just in the open. Yeah, you don't you also don't want to see it, but once war happens, it just keeps going right. Like the background, the backdrop is colony drop like it's weird to think that it wouldn't happen again although i want to think that you know hiroshima was the last time a nuclear bomb will ever be used in our species history i i I like to think that too um i just really need to to believe it i guess we're talking Uh, about real stuff though right not not anime so right like in the context of the gundam world you have like these these factions that feel isolated enough from from the other faction to be okay with that stuff, but they do they do a colony drop, and then isn't it the Earth Federation? Is the Titans that use a nuclear doing a nuclear explosion in Jaburo? Yeah, they're the ones that did that. And then Zeta, you have an attempted colony drop. You you have a colony gassing. Colony right. A background one, and then within the same, and then another. Oof. Which one did it darker for you, Zeta or Devil Zeta? I think, I guess, like, I don't know, I guess overall, I guess, especially with execution, because, like, once they blow up Jaburo, 
I don't say uninhabited, but I guess the uh, the gas. You don't see too much of the immediate aftermath. Double Zeta puts you right there. Like after that colony drop, Dublin continues being a battlefield for a while, and you just see like just the rubble that they're fighting like in. And the colony stays there too amongst I, that rubble. Yeah, so I like, totally for sure. I think Zeta like double Zeta like goes darker. Yeah, maybe it's just freshness. When I think about how Zeta, like, you know, like how all the like so many named characters die in Zeta. Yeah. We do. We we do. A lose. lot of people lived in those colonies. Like, I don't know what the what, I don't know what the head count is on either. Both are both aspects are terrifying. There's something I was more terrifying, but there's something about the artificiality of your your space colony getting gassed there and i you know what that's like also dark is um glemmy i guess it's just like a real favored zeon like it's like it's like a weird it's a like you know it's like a like a perfect metaphor for a sort of you know fascist death drive thing where glemmy like um ejects like a a big piece of of axis to launch at core three yeah he does it again with like the entirety of Axis. Zero, zero humanity is there. I don't know. Yeah, it's like um, Civil War. It's like who who is he gonna lead into? Like what was his like super like uh, like short sighted? It's also like a kind of metaphor for like total war. Like I'm just gonna launch this country at you. I'm gonna like I'm gonna throw my entire country at your country. We'll see who wins this out. Winner gets the ashes. Yeah, right. Scorched Earth policies are insane in space. They won't just scorch the Earth, they'll, like, weaponize it. And, like, when I think about, like, all the people in, like, involved, like, all the people, like, that were, like, on those, you know, on those bases, on in those colonies. Like, a colony drop when it's, like, an unused, empty, you know, defunct colony. It's sad for the victims, for, like, the receivers. But, like, the idea, like, so, you know, like, there must have been, like, people working there. Like, I don't know, like, how many people would have evacuated for that. Like, it was also, like, an idea, yeah, like, in the moment, just for the sake of, like, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna lose ...get this. shown up. This is my moment. Right. Yeah, I guess Double Zeta is darker for me in the end. You want to think about, like, the politics of, like, the stuff, like, on the top level, too. It just, it just sucks. It just... This conflict keeps on <laughs> perpetuating itself. Yeah, like we talked when we did the Zeta episode, we talked about like, what is the hope for AEUG at the end of it, when it seems that the Earth Federation will give in or, you know, will be like appropriated by the Titans so easily and Zeon seems resurgent. But you get a sense like, there's a kind of hope possible. Double Zeta, like if it wasn't for the kind of interpersonal bond, if it wasn't for like this, like, pure like fighting spirit that that judah and his friends like have like i don't even know like what political project they could be fighting for like what like it is like like you said like like the winner keeps the ad takes the ashes there's something really bleak there like i don't i don't know it seems to like ended on like come out as well as it could have like it seems like this uh this incarnation of the earth federation won't have much motivation to gas a colony for now. 
No, I think they, I think they just want to be left left alone for now. <laughs> yeah, they all, they've already lost a lot of population, so they're not going to like look for more population to lose. That's true. Why why the heck would that be a political position if not what thirteen years earlier you lost half your population in one year war? They must really not be afraid of losing an election. I guess that's what bureaucracy does. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's so dang complacent. Yeah, or or Dublin all would, or Dublin mostly votes for the other, the other party for the other party. <laughs> Who knows? I, I'm sure that there's some writing on what the political formation of Earth Federation is. Yeah, I'm sure there's a document on that website somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll research, especially especially for Charles counterattack. I'm I'm interested in how how exactly he gets there. Yeah, like how much of Zeon is left to rebuild for him to counterattack with? I I don't know how much they'll go into that. I don't know. I don't. Know. It'll be interesting to see. Like I'm I'm a little sad that like Charles counterattack. I think is going to be like the sort of like closing of this chapter of Gundam. Yeah, I think it's gonna be very uh, tragic in this direction. Tomino was excited about doing a double Zeta Gundam Part Two. Like, what would happen when Rue and Judah return from Jupiter? I want to see what even what what what's their mission in Jupiter? Like, I was that could have gone on for I would have watched twenty six more episodes of the show. Um, yeah. It did. I don't think it went long. En- I don't think it went long enough. They really, they really got something special, uh, uh, but apparently the other ratings weren't so good. So after the ratings weren't so good. So so he didn't get so so double Zeta Part Two. I don't know if they would have called it triple. I don't know whatever. Double Zeta Part Two didn't get to materialize. That's unfortunate. I don't know what comes after um, Char's counterattack. crazy that a cartoon can get so dark yeah for and like even this this is a fun one yeah this this one that i don't know right in social media talk about is oh that this is like the so goofy so what the, the series dark horror so it's like the happy-go-lucky one amongst dark series i didn't i didn't think so <laughs> yeah, ultimately not. It's I guess it's the one with the most extremes. Maybe that's why we know dark moments like, a little bit more. Man, I wasn't expecting for a Hayato's death to hit me. Yeah, but it it did. At, at least at least he's hopefully with mm-hmm. cats. That's so weird that they had that room. Like there's like this ghost room that they just kept there Un- untouched. We we changed everything else about the ship besides this kid's room. Man, Bright Bryce got some demons. He don't have to. Yeah, Bright has to figure that one out. Um, but it's weird. Like uh, after the colony drop, I do feel like the the tone. Like we did talk about the like the like the the bloodshed of Glemmy's uh coup within a coup. But I do feel like when they got back out to space, things uh they had fun again for a little bit. It took such a mess up direction that the even the AE. AEUG higher ups were. I mean, they weren't as complacent complacent as the Earth Federation. 
they're like, no, forget this crew and everything they've done. We're, we're going to give you this crew of adults. That was a neat moment, which would have probably like, land. sorry, it would have probably landed differently uh, in the lighter tone when it's like, when the kids all take the, all take the uh, Nahel Argama out and Bright's like, all right, you go on kids. They really came into their their uh, their own after that for sure, and like they're like taking advantage of the the strangeness of this of the tone for 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 this because the setup that they had was Beecho was just pretending to be bright. He was like, no, let me. I want to say the stuff. Like, I, <laughs> like like the setup for that is just <laughs> it's a little goof. He did he did fine though in the end. He he was a good captain. Yeah, he's he's no he's no bright, but he's he's a he could be. Yeah, he's like look using the cameras and you know and the the thing is like it's that group that that crew works well together. They've been doing this stuff since Shangri La. Emery gets a moment. That was that was uh was that the captain of the the rose ship? No, I forgot like what her rank was, but then she was like the she became the captain of the Livian Rose yeah. somehow. She was the one who had like that weird flirtationship with with she Bright. She was so stuck on Bright during that. Yeah, they really leaned into it. It was it stopped being like like little flirty scenes, and I didn't. I wasn't super crazy about about how they did that Bright stuff. So I, don't, I guess I didn't like her so much because every other female character felt much better written. Right? Yeah, like L made sense. Like she felt like a like a plausible like youth caught up in a in a, in a war. A sort of like conscience for the group rue had like she kind of like was a little bit the the char role in zeta not as um not so much in the leadership but like she's the more seasoned soldier who like understands the needs of of war but she's like fun in her own way like well-defined play and play too like go through like journeys or like or like Really interesting. They're they're compelling. I don't know. Like, yeah. Five turned out great in this. Even Chara. Yeah, Chara. Chara was. Mad. It was like I loved her before. Like she was really funny before, but she becomes like she gets to really spread her wings when she comes back. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little. I mean, there's a lot of boob stuff for her. Um. I don't know. It's... <laughs> sure. Yeah. She's like cartoony enough that like that like kind of works as a gimmick. I don't know. It wasn't like I I didn't I didn't find her her boob stuff like intrusive or all that fan servicey though. Yeah, it's weird that they make her like a borderline pedophile, <laughs> and that's part of the impetus for like bringing back her um her true character after she's been cyber enhanced but it worked because like okay so like this is um i don't know if it's a justification but like here's like a little a little read that i have with this like cyber enhancement thing it's like you have like this like fun um light-hearted uh you know show with a comedic bent you have like these like fun, you know, Tim Rock, Team Rockety villains with Machine Ray and Chara, people who are like more interested in like their own hangups than they are like in, you know, their political goals. And 
you know, as the story becomes more serious, they get like taken off to the side. They get pulled backstage. When they come back, they've been like technologically manipulated to be like more ruthless. And it fit, and it fit in within that darker context. And Judao like brings out their humanity in different ways. Machine Ray like doesn't get to like. He's like part of what makes him like special comes through and you know it turned out he was like too enhanced and like ended up like short-circuiting him and his comeback was that was a crazy comeback that was he's a right as a character like this is a unique archetype if i've ever seen one yeah (laughs) yeah i thought he was i loved him in in the first half i thought he was so funny i ever like every every one of his hamon flashbacks like really I could not. I, I could not get enough of it. It was so just r- romanticized, right? And like, I can't imagine like a Haman like thought of him as more than a pawn, and then like that gets brought back in like kind of a tragic way. Yeah, so like their returns, they're doing. There's something there to it. So then, like her doing this like broad, you know, comedy routine, like whenever she sees Judah, is like. Now that they're here to fight, like, Judah's fighting for this, like, more, like, uh, you know, for this, like, human cause. Not for AEUG greatness or anything. Like, he's, like, and it's it's neat how, like, that comes out and another character. That, that becomes, like, a, that's a more serious thing with, with play and play two. It is, for sure. Play and play two. We're going a little long, but I, it feels weird if we don't touch on, on, on them a little bit. Uh, a little bit. I mean, their their standoff was so well built. When when the characters were were saying like, "Oh, something sickening is on its way," like that was, I'm confused how the heck, Bummy got resources to have two or more of them, but right, it almost it almost like looked like the, she he yeah, had more in the tank. Who knows where that tank came from or whatever? But I'll 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 eat it as a member of the audience. That's fine. It's kind of dark. Like, that's when you really see... It's weird because, like, that's, like... Like, Lemmy kind of has this arc where he starts out as, like, Soldier A who has a crush on Luca, and, you know, he's... You know, he's, like, a little bit like Mushroom Ray where he's just, like, so caught up in, in like, being proper and then decides that he has a greater destiny and all that. It's crazy character development. Yeah, like... These members, these pawns for Axis being, uh, what, these na- naive knights in shining armor, chivalrous yeah. people with weird, like, system of honor that mm-hmm. fits better in, like, a medieval context. I don't, it is, they just go all to the wall in, in this space Nazi context. Yeah. It's interesting. Mushroom becomes, like, more of a pawn in a way that like undermines the entire premise and Glemmy seems to like abandon it in a weird way. Now that I'm thinking about it to have had Pletu like cooking, he must've already have had these ambitions. Cause it almost seemed like a secret. Yeah. Thing. Like this, this was some long-term conspiracy. He always had in mind. Right. Yeah. He was like the only one with access. It was it like, Zeon, Neo Zeon had this cooking for a while and as he went up the ranks, 
this is me like justifying it. I don't know. As he went up the ranks, maybe he saw what was there. And as his ambition grew, he found a way to position himself so that he could claim as much of it for himself as he could. And that included Plan Play 2. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that happened. It has happened before in these fascist structures. Right, they just like take advantage of what's there. Right, yeah, I guess uh, um, a lot of the context for like how these, you know, how the 20th century fascisms uh, came to bloom is because there was a huge veteran population. There was a, like all of these countries had a surplus of World War One veterans who have reasons to be angry and, you know, very limited right. number of skills. Yeah, so it makes sense like someone like rises up and sees these uh, tools available to him. A funnier version, I guess, is the uh, the the pervert demagogue of uh, that of these of the neutral colony where Judah has to dress up as a as a woman to <laughs> save his crew. <laughs> he has like all of those like antique Gundams I, that we talked about before. Yeah, well- Insulted poor Judo when he was dressed up too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a call him ugly. They could have drawn him uglier. I think he looked like a pretty girl. I don't know. <laughs> I probably yeah, I, it's it was funny, I guess. But poor poor guy. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh yeah, but play play two. I think we talked about play's like development. How she like has like this conditioning. Uh, but she's like immediately won over by Judah. Like, Im- like she doesn't even see us fighting. It's just play. It just play for her, and she gets attached to Judah. Almost imprinted. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, their bond matures to be more than just that, and that's probably like the moment where she stops being jealous of of Reina. That might be like when the shift happens, and she becomes more of a independent character definitely they do kind of follows a similar pathway a bit yeah she doesn't have like um but she's not like imprinted with uh judao particularly she just has these memories of like just what she has is like this sort of memory of play from her from her few interactions with her and then like you know what i could you know was probably just like was probably a new type goings on when you know she hears her voice and stuff and that's interesting because it's not a like judah helps her helps her see if there's a way out gives her a way out you know gives a speech about earth that inspires everyone but it's interesting that this like uh this reckoning with play is like this is the other potential i have like i could either be a tool for glemmy or i could you know i could be more of this my, my oh yeah my own person I think we, I think we mentioned before with, with that new type development, was not so much the ability to like empath so strongly with others, but to have this self understanding and self mastery of yourself, where you're able to oh. approach others with poise hmm. or, or grace. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We talked. Which one did we? T- was that when we talked about the novel? That was the novel. Yeah. Yeah, coming coming soon. I mean, by the by the time this is out, that'll have been out for for a while. For some time. 
Right. We're, uh, yeah, we're recording these way in ahead. Um, just for reference, I'm looking at the news. Bill Clinton is president. The economy's great. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah. So it's cool that we, that, that Pletu has, um, has a kind of arc involving that. Does she, uh, this is a dumb question. Give myself away. I'll, I'll delete this. Uh, did she, does she, is she alive at the end? Yeah, she makes it through. She's there at the at the Jupiter send-off? Yeah, she is. Okay, okay. She makes it, if if I recall correctly. She almost, she almost didn't. She almost jumped back into, into the flames with a... Uh, oh, yeah. She was really... That's how I kind of feel for her. She was really second-guessing herself. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that makes sense. It wouldn't be, like, just sort of, I made this choice and now... Because I made that choice and immediately explosion... <laughs> No, it's it's a it's a hard choice to to make of of like mm-hmm. what you know versus what you don't know. Yeah, her literal programming. Yeah, it's it's crazy making decisions when you're tripping on on, uh, on acid. I imagine that it's somewhat comparable, maybe. Right, but instead of acid, it's your psychic link to the souls of everyone who's living and dead. <laughs> the, yeah, the tears of time. <laughs> It's, it's it's hard to function when you're in that kind of mind state. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> Doesn't sound very comfortable or survivable. Yeah. At least uh... not, not on Earth. <laughs> no, man. Like, I, I could you imagine? Just going back to the to that colony drop. Could you imagine when Judah like freezes up when this like mass of dead souls like like invades his mind? Oh, what a sh- <laughs> shivers! Uh, Rip. Uh, let me see how long we've been recording. You want to for a couple wrap hours up now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. I, we're about there, anyways, because for the most part, this, this kind of follows what's now appearing to be normal Gundam routine. <laughs> it's talking about technology, uh, new, new type confrontation with with the the fascist dictator. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I think we talked like what like what makes the, the this one stand out. Like it's another like step up for animation, and the mech designs are really cool. I like I said, I, I think I like the character designs better on Zeta, especially their costume. Definitely, this one had a happy ending. Yeah, but you know what? I I think even Camille and Fog got one, and they they deserve one. You know? Yeah, it was so nice seeing them run on the beach, like. Let's get let's give Camille something. <laughs> At least for now, he can enjoy a day. A, a smile. Yeah, please let me see Camille smile. <laughs> That's so crazy. Remember when we would watch Zeta Gundam in every episode? He would give us a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little did he know. Uh, He's gonna give us a smile <laughs> after so much shit. He just wants to have a. A real time with it. <laughs> That's still my favorite opening, I think. Yeah. Yeah, both of those songs. I guess to close it out, mm-hmm. I think Tomino would, would be proud for me asking this. Did you feel there, there was a possible romantic tension between Lady Haman and Judo? Yes. Okay. That was that was not that was not just me. She she could she could have been saved in the end there, and 
that ending could have been a little bit different. Like, I think, like, yeah, Judah would have been open to not killing her. I think he offered to save her, like, hey, jump jump in here. Yeah, yeah, he did. She was like, no, but I'm happy I met a good kid like you. Right, like, the reason why they had, like, which, like, she spared him that one time when they almost kidnapped fake Mineva, it turns out. She, like, agrees not to shoot them immediately. And then, like, when they have that, that showdown, like, it was in part, like, because, like, they were calling to each other. They had this kind of, you know what the bond is? Also, you know, <laughs> potentially romantic. It really reminded me of Amuro and Char. Yeah. Yep. Like, Char and Amuro at least got to, they got to be on the same side for a little while. For a bit, yeah. I guess Herman and Judo got to be on the same side for a minute against Glemmy. Yeah, that's true. But, like, Herman was just so deep in, what is it, let's call it, her project. Her sense of power. Yeah, her project, that, that's the best word choice. Yeah, there was some, there was, like, a deep kind of connection. I'm not sure based on what, but, like, I guess on, on potential. Like, in, in another world, like, if they were just, like, I don't know, whatever, age if they were, like, students in the same class or something... And they could have had like a like a like a rivalry where they brought out the best in each other or something. That's how I kind of imagined. They high school sweethearts too. In the end, after that, or after after that classroom feud, they get to know each other better. Yeah, but no, it's it's war. I think that reinforces how my thought that judo is is char archetype of mm. these kind of pilots. I don't know. You you have this like true space noid new type. Yeah. Fighting his good fight the best he can, or the best he knows how. But he, like, and he, like, threaded the needle of that question between Char and Camille, where Char talks about, like, being weighed down by gravity, and Camille talking about that's where, like, life comes from. He does bridge that, doesn't he? Like, he even, like, makes a, a plea, like, the case for, for Earth, right? That's how he gets Plateau Ple to uh, see things differently. Like, yeah. Even though, like, he does not have a good time on Earth, his sister dies, as far as he knows. Right? He he sees, like, the worst of humanity when he's down there. He he still... I guess he's the worst of humanity everywhere. I mean, Shingra Sh- Sh- <laughs> his home was, like, no... That's true. <laughs> that was no walk in the park for him. That's true. So I'll go back to, I guess, uh, to if we're going to continue putting a bow on things. What he did have was friends, friendship... The friends he made along the way. It is. It is good. He, he had that group with him the entire time. That's that was a real crew. I really, I really got the connection. Like, is I have a weird thing. Like, um, whenever I see Torres or Astonage, I don't know anything about them. I'm like happy to see them just because I've been with them for a while. They're, they're super recurring. They're as recurring as Bright, but we don't know very right. much. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm like, oh, hey, it's Torres. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, there's not going to be a moment like where like, oh, I'm glad that Mondo and Judah were able to work it out. Like they don't have that. That that there's no potential for that. Or except for Beecha too. We get far cry from them being betrayers. Yeah, they started out. They started out rough. Damn, they were. Yeah, they would have. They joined Zeon for a while. <laughs> they were on Chara's uh, crew. Yeah. Not having a good time though. They they, they very <laughs> no. quickly realized. Um, okay, I know. Oh, I know. We're wrapping up, but they think they had the wrong approach. And I wing Chara back. 
They they did. They did. It's it's not a good pitch to go like you can you can wash our dishes again. <laughs> Don't you remember how much fun he had washing her her clothes, <laughs> doing laundry? But you love doing it so much. I remember it was us. Like I was piloting the Gundam. You were a prisoner of war. What good times we had. There's yeah. There, there's some punchlines there. Damn. I guess one more thing. It was cool seeing the, the miners strike back against uh yeah Xeon folks. A great moment. That bit with the daughter was a was a cool wrinkle. Chara like um having friction with with Plateau was funny. Yeah, that was. R.I.P. R.I.P. Chara. That was. A... <laughs> she was a good character. She was she was fun. I I love that design of that red and blonde hair. Yeah. And, like, whatever that voice actress, I love her voice. What a cool, like, that scratchy voice. That raspiness to it. It's, it's really unique. She brings a lot of energy to it. Like, they really, just through sheer force of will, made her an MVP. Yeah. An unlikely MVP like, for like, me. Like a, a cool cigarette smoker. Not, not like, packs a day smoker, <laughs> but... Yeah, just someone who's kind of lived. Just, just, enough, just enough edge. Who are those guys, those bodyguard people that she has there? They, they seem they seemed as though they were the, the enhancements and also kept her in line. I don't I don't know. Oh yeah, a little bit because they're like, oh, she acts weird, whatever. But they sacrifice themselves for her. It seems like in the end, like hum- more more human, uh, more human motivations went out, even in like in the, you know. It's like a like a like a riptide underneath the overall currents of everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, we should. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, we gotta pull the plug on this. I do actually have. Should I have a little bit of laundry to do? I gotta yeah, work no, tomorrow. It's, it's already. It's been two hours. <laughs> two hours flew by. Yeah, there's a lot to dig into. It's what a cool. Like I, yeah. Once again, I've said a million times before. We both have Data Data. Great, great show. I, I, I like that they they keep on building and improving. I I hope we'll. That will continue for some time. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're just jumping back in. Just so it's as close as the episode can have an ending. <laughs> yeah, double double Zeta is a dark, dark Gundam that somehow ended well, and I'm I'm happy with yeah. it. Yeah, the the funniest and the saddest Gundam at the same time for now. <laughs> But now, but we're if it, join us next time as we. I guess first we'll take a quick detour through Edgar Allan Poe. Hell yeah! But then we'll. But those uh those those ghosts of Char will materialize and we'll get to see him counter. Attack. We'll see what yeah we'll see him counter attack. I'm not sure what he's countering. <laughs> we'll f- the we'll find out. Federation doesn't seem like shit to counter. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> until then, I uh, hope you have some pleasant evenings. Many more to come. Okay, yeah. Good night. Good night. Signing off.